politicians are the virus. Yeah, man, maybe I am dumb. You think you're free? You think you're free just because you can't see the cage they keep you in? Fauci jerked off a pangolin, and now we all have COVID. It's us against them, guys. Get out there and spread that love and liberty. Let's go. Welcome to The Dad Presents, you guys. I am so happy you are spending your valuable time with me today. It's the holidays. Happy holidays. Man, as we're wrapping up 2022, I just I want to let you guys know that I really appreciate you. I really do. The Dad Presents podcast, despite all the censorship we've had in the past year, despite getting kicked off YouTube and Twitter, despite all of it, you guys have stuck with the show. You've supported us. I appreciate you. We finished the year in the top 4% of all Spotify podcasts worldwide. We get listened to every week in 51 countries, which is phenomenal. So thank you so much for being here with us. Appreciate you guys. You're amazing. We're going to keep it going through 2023. As mentioned before, there's going to be less shows than normal just because the dad is getting busy. Got to take care of the family, pay the bills. We're doing a big RV trip this summer going through something like 15 states, eight weeks. So daddy's picking up extra work to pay the bills. Anyway, guys, make sure you are subscribed to the channel, wherever you're watching or listening, share it with a friend because, you know, we have no more social media presence to promote the show. The only way it gets shared and listened to is if you like send the link to a friend and say, Hey, Hey, buddy. Hey, Jimmy, check out the dad present. You're going to love the show. The guy does great stuff, has great guests, and I think you'll like it. So please help us out. Uh, we're going to keep spreading that COVID misinformation that got us banned in the past year. We're not going to stop. We got great doctors coming to you in 2023, all kinds of great stuff. We got a great guest for you later today. So yeah, it's the holiday season. And really, this this really is the most fun time of the year to be a dad. I'm sure all you dads are enjoying it. It can get a little bit stressful if you're not managing the finances correctly or managing your time correctly, but it, it's fun, you know, just Christmas presents, baking cookies, caroling, eggnog, getting drunk, hanging out with friends, hanging up the lights, which is my personal favorite because it's always a super awesome time when you're married to a person who's always calm and logical and rational, never emotional, like my wonderful bride. So here's how our lights hanging situation went down in my house this year. So the bride bought brand new Christmas lights. So last year's Christmas lights have been hanging around our house since the end of last Christmas season. We just left them up. Okay. So this week she asked me to, to rip them all down. We left them there for the whole year. You think we're good to go come Christmas season, but no, she wants to rip them all down because she got all brand new lights, these special dangly ones with snowflakes. They're, they're lovely. So, hey, she's like, hey, Matt, can you hang up the new Christmas lights I just got? And I'm like, of course, honey, I can do whatever you want because my main goal in life is to please you and not get you mad at me because then the whole house is grumpy. So I op open up the container for the new lights. I look at the lights. I quickly survey the circumference of the house and I saw a potential issue. Didn't look like it was going to work. You know, it didn't look like we, we had enough lights to go around the house, which would irritate her. So I said, hey, love, hey, lover, how many strands of lights did you buy here? She said, four. Okay. So, babe, how long is each strand? She says, well, they're all the same. 
which, yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I figured each strand was the same size. Not really the question. My question is, how long is each strand? She says, I don't know. So she didn't look at the box. It's like the same as when she goes and buys bacon or whatever. She just, she just grabs. She doesn't look at like the price per ounce. Hey, wait, let's not get, let's get, not get sidetracked here. So I said, all right, all right. You don't know. How long is our roof? She says, I don't know. It's probably like 25 feet. <laughs> so side note to you guys. It's not 25 feet. And I know it's super expensive to live here in California. And we're not exactly independently wealthy, but I assure you, we don't live in a one room tin shack with a roof circumference of 25 feet. Our place is a little bit bigger than that, a little bit bigger, not by much, but a little bit. So I unpacked all the lights. I hung them all up. I did the best I could. Makes it halfway across one side of the house, halfway across one side. She wants it to go all the way around. So I go inside, I get my wife and I say, and I bring her outside and look at it. And what does she say? Well, why didn't you make them go all the way around? This, this is my life. Why didn't you make them go all the way around the house? I don't know, babe. I don't know. Cause I'm not magic. That's my life. That's, that's the situation we're dealing with here. Trying to get these Christmas lights to look right. So we're not the disgrace of the neighborhood, embarrassing my wife and ruining my life. So guys, happy December. Santa is on the way and we are excited over here. Freddles the elf on the shelf. He's on my last damn nerve. And you know, whoever invented this little bastard, this elf on the shelf stuff, you're a friggin' a-hole because the only purpose of the elf on the shelf is to ruin a dad's life. I got to set my alarm every night so I can wake up at 2 a.m. and go hide this stupid elf somewhere else, a new clever spot. And if I forget, then the elf is in the same spot two days in a row and I'm the a-hole of the year, right? Because then they know the elf didn't go back to the North Pole or whatever. So, you know, this elf thing was the bride's idea. I'm wondering how this became my responsibility. And I don't half-ass things. So I'm, I'm getting clever places. I'm, I'm building like zip lines. And last night I built a magic door to the, to the, it's a lot of work is what I'm saying. Anyway, guys, we made it through 2022 without killing each other. We've made it as Americans without dropping a nuclear weapon on another country. So, you know, that's a win for America, I guess. You get through the year without dropping nuclear weapons or getting one dropped on your head. That's a win. We're going into 2023. Things are looking up, I hope. One thing about this past year that I am super happy about is Elon Musk. Buying Twitter took a stand for free speech, and he's been exposing the private-public partnerships to repress free speech on social media, and I love that. As a channel that was banned from Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, I love that, that he is exposing this and giving us the evidence that all of these companies, they're involved in fascism. There has been fascism going on. As much as liberals love to talk about fascism, here has been actual fascism happening under our noses. And I love it because they love to throw that word around, but they don't even actually know what the definition of it is. And the definition of fascism is public-private partnerships. It's when the government, the public, 
pairs with private companies like Twitter to control your thoughts, to control commerce, to control the elections. And that's what happened. That is fascism as defined by Benito Mussolini, the original fascist, the man who invented the word. So that's what we've had. And I love that it's being exposed. It makes me feel vindicated for this show. Um, so I give props to Elon. You know, he might, you know, my brother and some of my friends, they think that that Elon is Lex Luthor, right? And right now he's just getting on our good side. Maybe he is. I don't know. I don't know the guy. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't, I don't know what he's up to, but I know that so far he's kept his word about this free speech stuff and I love him for it. And I'm appreciative of him because it really looks like at this point to fix the world, it's going to take some, you know, altruistic billionaire who has the power and the money to fix things because we're not going to fix this shit with voting because voting is corrupt. Right. Um, so yeah, big props to Elon. Although I do, I do have one criticism for him. One criticism. I don't think he should have banned Kanye. And, you know, before you jump all over me, yes, Kanye said some ridiculous anti-Semitic things. Absolutely. Yes. No question about it. He said some idiotic, retarded things about the Jewish folk. And some of those things were even hateful. But silencing hate, right? Repressing the speech, silencing hate is not how you stop hate. In fact, when you silence it, all you do is you amplify that person's opinions. Kanye has a lot of pull. Kanye has a lot of followers. There's a lot of people who also think like Kanye. So when you silence that, all you do is you resent, you cause more resentment and hate. So Kanye says Jewish folk control everything. And for saying that, he loses all of his companies and contracts and ability to make a living. And you expect that's going to change the minds of the anti-Semites? No, no, man. They're going to double down on their hate. They're going to double down on the things they already believe because you're, you're kind of showing them they're a little bit right. You can't, you say something bad about these people, you lose everything. You're not, you're not going to change their anti-Semitism with that. You don't defeat hate or bad ideas by silencing that hate and bad ideas. You, de- you, you defeat bad ideas with better ideas, better arguments. That's what we need. That's what free speech is about. Some idiot says some idiotic, stupid shit, like even Hitler deserves love or whatever bullshit he said. And you make him look like an a-hole by by putting that up on a platform for everybody to see and then presenting a better argument and showing everybody why Kanye is a target. That's how you defeat that. All right. And, And let's be perfectly real. Kanye got canceled not for being racist or anti-Semitic. That's not why they canceled him. You can be racist and anti-Semitic in in today's 2022 America, right? We've had Ilhan Omar, Nick Cannon, Rashid Tlaib, and scores of other people in the public eye saying things that are anti-Semitic, and none of them were canceled. Nick Cannon said Black people were the real Hebrews and Jews were savages. He said that. And guess what? Dude still has two major TV show, TV network shows. He's still making money hand over fist. Didn't slow him down one bit. So don't tell me Kanye was canceled for being anti-Semitic. That's just what they're using to cancel him. He was canceled for being MAGA. That's the ultimate sin in 2022 America, being MAGA. That's why he was canceled, right? If you're MAGA 
and you do and you step out, they're going to cancel you. Free speech is the most essential right we have. You've heard me say it a million times, and it must be protected at all costs. I'm grateful for Elon. I'm grateful for what he's exposing, but I'm a free speech absolutist. And I think that's the correct position to hold. And I would like to see more people understand that and embrace that. The left has largely been the group attacking free speech for the last few years. It's mostly been them. Two decades ago, it was the right, but now it's the left. But with this, with the Kanye thing, you saw a lot of people on the right piling on because, well, Kanye was an asshole. And I get why they're piling on, but they should not be supporting the repression of his speech. Again, you don't defeat bad ideas by silencing them. You defeat them with better ideas. And you can't say you believe in free speech if you only believe in free speech for the speech you agree with. Got it? All right. So, you know, the only thing about the, the identity politics, right? You've heard me say this hundred times on the show. Identity politics, by their very nature, divide people. It takes people and it puts them into tribes based on physical characteristics. And that ain't good. That's not good. You're dividing us by our skin color or our religion or a part of the world we come from. And it's taking people and putting them in tribes based on these things. And tribes are then in direct competition and conflict with one another. It's bad. And the inevitable and logical conclusion of identity politics is always hate. Has always been, will always be the logical conclusion of identity politics. There's no such thing as bad identity politics and good identity politics, right? Identity politics was also in the 1950s and 60s, not allowing black people to sit at the front of the bus because of their identity right? We can all agree that was bad. Well, identity politics is always bad. There's not a good version of it. Affirmative action is identity politics. It's not the good version of racism. It's still just racism. And we need to cut the shit before it's too late. And I know as we talk about these things, we talk about these things all the time, it can feel like a lot. Like what we're going to talk about today on the show uh, with our guest, Tracy Henderson, is, is what's going on in our schools with the power of the school boards and how they're bringing communism into our school and identity politics and all this weird gender stuff. We're going to talk about that. And it can start to feel overwhelming. All of this stuff, there's so much happening so fast. What's going on at the border? What's happening with the economy? So much coming at us so fast, and it can feel overwhelming. And you see the size and power of the federal government and the corporations who are in bed with them in fascistic ways, and it starts to feel hopeless and overwhelming. But it's not. It's just not. There's still people out there thriving, surviving, doing well. And if you don't like what you see in the world, just change it. Change it. Not You, you can't change the federal government. But you can change your friends. You can change your neighborhood. You can change your family. You can change yourself. It only takes about 15% of the population to make noise and change the world. That's how we got in this mess we're in right now. A loud 10, 15% of the far, far left has been loud and they've been that squeaky oil and they've gotten involved in their school boards, and they've gotten involved in the education system, and they've gotten involved in Hollywood. They get involved in all these local ways, and they have changed the world by being loud 
and annoying and that squeaky wheel. All right. We, the people who can see everything that's wrong with this world, we got to start being courageous. We got to be the vocal leaders in our towns. We got to be the vocal leaders of our communities. We got to be the vocal minority in our little social groups, right? Be a hero. Be a hero in your community. Make a difference in your community. We can all do that. We can all make a small difference in our community, whether it's about how we treat each other, whether it's about how we conduct our own behavior, whether it's about how we educate our kids, whether it's running for school board, whether it's running for city council. You can do something on a local level. You can be a fucking hero. Be a fucking hero in 2023. If we got a bunch of fucking heroes in 2023 in our communities, we can change the world. Now let's get into the show. ExpressVPN.com slash the dad. Look, guys, the FBI and NSA, they're tracking you, man. If you're a parent and you use the word liberty or patriot in your bio on Twitter or whatever, or you talk about it on Facebook, guess what? They're spending money to track your web activity. Last year alone, 4 million Americans were tracked. That data recently came out. 4 million Americans were spied on by the FBI, and they're not going after the lefties. So protect yourself and protect your family with a VPN blocker from expressvpn.com slash the dad. There's just no reason to not do this at this point. You get three free months. If you don't like it by the fourth month, you cancel. Cancel by month four. You never pay for it. So try it out. Expressvpn.com slash the dad. Protect yourself. Protect your privacy. Protect your family. Our second sponsor is zstacklife.com slash the dad. Guys, COVID's still here. Still here. People aren't dying from it, but you don't want to get it. I had it. It's no fun. Flu season's coming back around. Get your body right and ready and healthy. Exercise. Eat right and get all the vitamins you need for a strong immune system in one dose from Z Stack Life, which was created by the great Dr. Zelenko, who is one of the first brave doctors to stand up and fight against the COVID regime. Go to zstacklife.com slash dad, get 15% off, get your body right. Let's get back into the show. All right, guys, today we are back with Tracy Henderson. She's a lawyer. And she's the founder of California Parents United. She was on episode 122 of The Dad Presents uh, because her group back then was doing great work to fight the mandate madness in our kids' schools out here in California. She's back on the show today to discuss her new organization, which is California Parents Union. Uh, Tracy is, is unionizing parents, which it's an interesting concept. I don't really understand what that means or how that works out legally, but it seems like its aim is to fight back against the teachers' unions which is really interesting because you would think the teachers and parents kind of had the same goals, which would be to, I don't know, educate the kids. But we've learned in the past few years, that's not necessarily true. Uh, Tracy, thanks for coming on. How are you today? Thanks, Matt, for having me. It's so good to be back. And I'm so glad you're doing well. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, thanks for the work you do. Uh, there, there are a few people in California you, um, the leader of the, the Libertarian Party, who is now the national leader of the Libertarian Party, uh, Angela McArdle, who fought in California and protected our kids because our kids were really under, un, really under fire. So I appreciate what you do. And I'm glad someone smart is doing the work. I can't imagine that it pays very well in dollars, but it has to pay in, in more enriching ways. 
So let me just ask, what is the goal of unionizing parents? So I guess I didn't tell you the story, Matt, but when I came back to California after being in Utah for six months, remember, and I started mm-hmm. California Parents United, I started working with parents' rights groups across the state in, in collaboration to fight fight that you're mentioning. And I don't know, about a year, year and a half into it, it started to become extremely clear that the rallies, the t-shirts, all that feel-good stuff was not really moving the needle. And what what triggered me to start a special interest group for parents, right, was you have to first understand that the teachers unions are the, are the, the demonic evil in everything in our lives. Seriously. If you have this- My mother and father were in the teachers unions. We, we, we got our entire life because the teachers unions. So the teachers unions have, you know, they've done some good in history. I'm not talking about teachers. Right. I'm talking about teachers. The power of the union. Talking about the power structure of the union. And I'm not talking about the good people on the local level. I'm talking about the wine garden who who sat down with the CDC who negotiated keeping our schools closed longer. I'm talking about teachers unions like over in Roseville Joint Union High School District when they passed that mask resolution. That those teachers unions turned on their own teachers screamed at them, said, if you don't manipulate the relationship between teacher and student into put, getting the child to put their mask back on, your credentials at risk. Mm-hmm. I have video. I wish I could show it to you. We were looking for it the other day where a teacher is screaming at her class saying, I'm not risking my credential for you. Put your mask back on. Right. Yeah. Teachers unions. So the union would go after a teacher if the teacher did not enforce these things. Yeah. So and wow. it's, they're, they act like the mafia. So, and another example is teachers unions have sent union representatives to act as collective bargaining representative contracts. Right. We all know that. We've seen it in the movies. Mm-hmm. In during the scandemic for those two years, they were negotiating memorandums of understanding with school districts to mask our kids till the next June for money. I mean, I can't even tell you. I, Wait, when I, you, when you say for money, like what, what is the motivation? Who's making money out of this? The school districts were getting paid COVID money somewhere around four to $5,000 a kid to continue to mask our children. But who's paying to who's paying for government. that? The federal, federal government. So the federal government yeah. is paying the local school districts to mask the children's and go along with the COVID stuff. So, so then because the te- because the, the, the schools are getting paid, the unions get involved and enforce this. So it's coming from the federal government. So the federal government then ultimately has to be the ones benefiting from this to enforce this. Well, no, what's happening is the teachers unions come in and they get involved and they negotiate memorandums of understanding and they put conditions on that money, right? You know, the contract has terms and conditions. They're yes. putting conditions and I have those memorandums of understanding. I can send them to you so you can read them now. They'll blow your mind. But my point, the point that I'm making is every 95% of the problems in the scandemic were because of the teachers unions. I mean, I could tell you story after story, but let me finish my thought. The reason for California Parents Union is so having, you know, done rallies and national news and on and on and on, you know, our time is valuable. Burnout is real. I want. I decided that what we really need to do is be bigger than the teachers unions, have a more powerful voice and a seat at the table. And here's why: 
So do you remember the testing bill, SB 1479? Have you heard of that? Mm -hmm. Okay. So it passed in the legislature. When it was in the education committee, there was another bill where the sheriff, it was the sheriff, they were going to make sheriffs do the bidding of the health officers. Do you remember that bill? And they were to change the language from may to shall. And so those two bills were going before the ed committee at the same time. And a couple of groups, Educate, Advocate, and Voice for Choice, asked me to be their their you know token lawyer and be lead opposition, if you will. What mm-hmm. that means is to have the opportunity to speak longer than I'm Tracy Henderson, California Parents Union, and I oppose, right? You get 15 minutes or five speakers, something like that. My bill for the sheriffs dropped off calendar, but I was up at the Capitol. Reopen California was lead opposition on the testing bill. He put on a doctor. He put on a school board member. Helix, which is a company that makes tests, was the proponent of the bill. Okay, He did a fantastic job. Jonathan Zaxon did an amazing job. Hundreds and hundreds of people called in to say, I'm so-and-so, I oppose. Hundreds. We were all over social media. Get off the phone. There's not enough room so somebody else could call in. After all of that, they turned around and voted against parents' rights. They voted to put a COVID person in every school to manage COVID testing. Hmm. That was the, and, and I, you know, I'm a lawyer. I make a lot of money. I lost a lot of money that day. It's not about that, but it's, but you, I have a life to manage. I have bills to pay. So for me, that was the moment where I said, that's it. Money and numbers. Because sure. if you think about what Helix paid those legislators, really, really think about that for a second. So, if we're going to play this game for real, we need to be bigger than them. When right. we walk in the room, we need to be able to say, I'm Tracy Henderson, founder of California Parents Union, and I have a million people behind me. Or even better, when something happens like a Capistrano High, where, you know, I don't know if you heard their Capistrano High, Capistrano Unified, they've, they've had a bomb threat recently because of the woke LGBTQ Instagram person having inappropriate sex materials in the classroom. In my perfect dream, we would be able to make a call to action and we have a thousand people there, right? Stand up to that stuff. Right. So that that's the impetus for it. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I get it. And you're right. Like every everything always, 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 always comes down to money. Always like you could have, it could be a million against one, but if the one has all the money and all the power, the one gets their way. So like you said, you, you have, you know, you're not independently wealthy. You're not Elon Musk. You got bills to pay. So like to, and people have a limited attention span and here's how they win. People have a limited attention span and eventually they just get tired and they don't want to hear about it. And that's how they get us to comply. Cause people just fucking give up. Like everybody's oh, so sick of it. So like, I'm tired of fighting this. Okay. I'll put a mask on my damn kid. Okay. I'll vaccinate him for the fourth time. Like they just give up. So we, if we're going to continue to win and continue to fight, we need to be bigger and stronger than the teachers union. The thing that's crazy is that, um, okay. One of my best friends, he's deep in the democratic party in California. Okay. Um, even he hates the teachers union because they are so powerful in this state that they're more powerful than the democratic operatives. They control them. Like they, the democratic operatives, the people in government have to go to the teachers union to find out if their positions are okay with the teachers union before they take any position public. That's a fact. Like I know this from the inside. It's disgusting. The crazy part is what you're saying about, okay, so 
the people don't want this. The teachers don't even necessarily really want this. It's the leaders of the Democratic or the leaders of the union who want it and they want it because the schools want it and the schools want it because they're getting money from the federal government. So then why then does the federal government want it is the question because it's, we're looking at top down. It's coming down from the federal government. So what is in it for them? So I don't know what your viewpoint is on this map, but this is, there's a new world order, you know, coming. They're trying to control, they're trying to teach our kids. The entire public school system is a problem. I'll give you one example. So this past weekend, and I encourage your listeners to go to California underscore parents underscore union on Instagram. A couple of days ago, Rebecca Friedrichs, do you know who she is? No. Okay. So I went to, last weekend, I went to a Re- Revive Academy conference put on by former gubernatorial candidate, Sam Gallucci. And he had Rebecca Friedrichs, who is a teacher that sued the unions over not being able to pay, uh, not wanting to pay union dues anymore, right? To be able to opt out. And she's written a book and she's got a documentary called Whose Children Are They? And I had the awesome pleasure of doing a breakout session with her over this. It was called Defund the Teachers Unions. She gave a speech. It's about 45 minutes long. It's on my Instagram. Go watch it. It will explain how the teachers union permeate everything. Okay. Now, where the federal government comes in with this, it's like you said, a wine garden on the national level is one of the most powerful people in the world. They have billions of dollars. They use the billions of dollars for their political purposes. Right. That's that money is power. That's it. Their, their leadership makes half a million dollars. They all fly first class. And where to tell you the truth, what are they really doing for the teachers? Okay. There's teachers. One of the reasons teachers hesitate to leave the union and save $1,100 a year is because, Oh, I might lose my job. Oh, I need the insurance they provide. Oh, I need the lawyer they provide. Well, here's the truth. they don't provide lawyers. They provide union reps who are not lawyers. Mm -hmm. You can get insurance for a third of the price. That's double the coverage, right? On and on and on and on. So, so, I mean, I, I personally, it's intimidation. It's, it's, I'm trying to answer your federal government question. Mm. It's almost above my pay grade, but I think they're trying to build through the public school system with the teachers unions, they're trying to build compliant little kids. Yep. They don't, I mean, yes. I can tell you this. So I'm no, I think you're, I think you're right there. They, they want the federal government has gotten so big mm-hmm. and they want complete and total control. And we're headed like, I, I would have said it sounded crazy three years ago to talk about like, we're headed towards communism, but we're headed towards communism. And with all the stuff that's come out, let's not get sidetracked, but all the stuff has come out with Hunter Biden's <laughs> laptop and Joe Biden and their ties to, to China. Like, it feels like they're going for the whole one world government control over everything empire. And that's really scary. And we need to fight it. And now when we, we, we learn about what's going on with uh, central bank, digital currencies, like they've already launched, launched their first testing mechanism of the first CBDC, you know, it's, it's like ball game on your freedom. Like your freedom is tied to your money and then they have control over that. So I think that's what it is. I'm with you there. It's impossible to really prove, but kind of everything adds up to that. Now, let me, let me, um, but wait, let me, let me, before you go shift, yeah. let me give you some really concrete examples. Just two quick ones. School board races. Okay. Say again, George, 
school board races. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Okay, so politicos who so say you're part of the conservative party or the democratic party, you want to start building candidates from the bottom up, right? Yeah. So the big focus nationally was on school board races, especially from the conservative perspective. Like George Soros plants DAs, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because he wants lo- DAs that don't they have all the cities. Order. Yes. They have so, every DA in every city. So the teachers unions plant school board members because the smallest unit of democracy in our country is a school board. They have a lot of power delegated to them by the legislature to control what's best for their community when it has to do with education. So teachers mm-hmm. unions are backing certain candidates who will do what the teachers unions want. Yeah. In this cycle, because I talk to school board candidates, parents and superintendents all the time, what the teachers unions were doing was following around parents' rights candidates. They were defaming publicly parents' rights candidates. They funded sometimes thirty thousand dollars. I'm, you know, I know of a couple instances of that. You don't need thirty thousand dollars to run for school board. You need maybe five or ten. So yeah. teachers unions are. I mean, what are they doing? All they do is they hang up maybe a couple signs in people's yards. What are they doing with thirty thousand dollars? Right, maybe radio ads. But the teachers unions are walking for certain candidates, but they want to build anti-parents' rights candidates from the school board up. Yeah. You know, I have to tell you, and I'll tell you one other quick story. Um, when I was driving home from the conference from Southern California, I got a call from a teacher. His, you should have him on your show. His story, let's call him Gary. He wants to be on the board of California Parents Union. The teachers union sent him to prison. What? Why? Yes. Because he was uh, had a nonprofit for teaching children broadcast journalism over in Silicon Valley. And during that effort, he was in the room with very powerful Twitter, Facebook, blah, 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 people. And mm-hmm. he heard about what was coming down with this pandemic with all the, the um, censorship, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yeah. And he was succeeding in making children thrive. And the combination of those two things, they came after him. They falsely had him charged with embezzlement. They got him sent to prison while he's, he was literally in Vegas. I'll let him, you, you need to interview him, but they sent him to prison and, the, and Newsom got wind of him. Okay. For some reason, I think this guy really had to have done something wrong. If Newsom's right. getting involved, the day he was supposed to get out of prison, the guards and the prison administration came and informed him that he wasn't going anywhere. And they said to him, what did you do to piss off Newsom? It was right around the time Newsom was announcing that he was going to let some prisoners out. So mm-hmm. he ended up finally having to get a lawyer to screen constitutional violations, and they finally let him out. But yeah. I, think, I mean, that's just one thing that they did to him. To yeah, that's – I mean, when you hear yeah. stuff like that, like I, w- I would love to hear his story. I would like to see what the actual charges are and if there's any validity because when you hear stuff like that, that they're just willing to make shit up to put people in jail because they're political opponents, well, now, now we are – China, we're Russia, you know, we're, we're, we're putting people in prison who are political opponents. That's kind of what we're seeing with the Capitol of January 6th, right? They're putting people in prison in fucking dungeons where they never see the daylight for two years with no trial because they're political opponents. It's wild. I want to ask you, I want, so you're fighting on behalf of California. Uh, you're our watchdog for the kids in California, but this is a national show and we have concerned parents all over the country. Um, I, I just found out we've, we've got people listening in 51 countries, which is awesome, right? There's people all over the world con- concerned about this stuff. And those parents need to understand 
why they should give a shit about what's happening in California. And they should, because California is leading the nation in all of this stuff. Like California just set policy about, um, about uh, vehicles and the gas vehicles, and they're going to have them gone. They're going to be gone by 2030 in California. 17 other states made the exact same legislation, just copied California's legislation word for word um, because they're just going along with whatever California does. And that's not just happening there. It's happening everywhere. It's happening with education. So what happens here in California is going to spread through the nation so people should care. We're quickly losing the concept of 50 independent states independently governed, and we're becoming this monolithic monolithic empire that's either going to take over the world or crash and burn. So with saying that and helping the audience to understand that, what bills are coming up in California that parents, not just in California, but the whole country should care about? Okay, so the legislative season just started literally a couple, like the 6th of December, they were sworn in, the new legislators were sworn in. So we don't have anything on our radar right now. I can tell you that AB5, I believe it is, is what's called a spot bill. And it's it's about transgender, medical mutilation, LGBTQ indoctrination stuff. A spot bill means there's nothing, there's no language in it, but they're kind of holding a place. Yeah, they're going to do something. So I'm, I'm in a coalition with, with groups that have lobbyists in the Capitol with 12 years experience. So one of the groups is NBAC that's 30 years experience. And they're like my mentors and elder elders, right? Because I told you, I don't believe in the legislature and our collective feeling, if you will, is that it's going to be more about this medical mutilation and LGBT and transgender. They're trying, I mean, if you think about, again, back to the national scene, what they're trying to do is they're trying to create eunuchs. You could argue it's population control, but when you lop off the, the private parts and the breasts of young children and you pump them full of hormones and puberty blockers, they can't have kids or orgasms and you're, that's a population control right there method. Yeah. They're trying to do that. So that's a national issue that, that everybody needs to be aware of. And I yes. think that's going to be- Absolutely. People are aware of it. Yeah. yeah. Our last guest on here was Chloe Cole. I don't know if you're familiar. Oh, good. Yeah. You did. God bless you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, just, we just had her and it broke my heart. I mean, she had her, she had her little boobs cut off when she was like 14. Now she's transitioning back and she's been to hell and back. And uh, they're destroying her. They are coming after her heart. She's uh, she's 18 years old. She's a kid. And they're just absolutely destroying her. Now, I've always been of the opinion, and I still am of the opinion, that if you want to have a sex change and you want to identify as the other sex, I got no beef with that. Do what after you want. 18, yes, that, like, yes, yes, after yes. 18, after 18. After Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes. Like leave the kids out of Alone. it and yes. they're really going after them hard and you can only wonder why. And there's, there's really almost no point in trying to figure out why is it overpopulation control? Is there some kind of financial incentive? Is just this more about control and taking children away from their parents because they're turning parents against children in California and other places. doesn't matter anymore. Why? All I know is we need to stop it. And we need to protect the kids. So what can be done? Well, so, okay. So I'm working with a woman named Erin Friday. Have you heard of her or met her yet? 
Aaron so Friday. Aaron no. Friday. So she's a lawyer. So we're, she is in my mind, she's the champion in the state of California of this issue, not to discount Chloe or any of the other, those that are transitioning, but what Aaron's working on is actually drafting legislation. She's going to change some of the wording in the family laws and, and shopping for legislators. He's a Democrat. I guess she's a recovered Democrat, but she's a Democrat. So she's shopping for legislators and she's going to draft legislation to stop some of this stuff. Now, I haven't seen the language of the bill, so potential bills, so I can't tell you what they would say, but that's part of what we're going to do. One of the things, if you if you stay in touch with California Parents Union, one of the things we're going to do is a national, actually state, I think it's going to be state this time, but statewide campaign of FOIA requests for any type of communication regarding LGBTQ, transgender, planned parent, any of that stuff in our schools, so we can see what they're doing. And once we find a legislator, and once we find a, um, we get an actual bill going through the legislature, we'll have a huge press conference and get some national publicity. But the best thing to do is to honestly join the union. It's $25 a year. There's resources in there for everything you can imagine. California, California parents union. union.com. Yeah. You can give. And if you join for a teacher, like your teacher friends, Matt, mm-hmm. Rebecca Friedrichs wrote a book called stand up to Goliath. It's all about her fight against teachers unions and what they put her through. That's free with any teacher membership, because I want people to understand. Wait, so the, the California parents union will take people who are in the teachers union, like both, you can go both ways. Wait, 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 I don't understand your question. You said if, if we know any teachers, they can join or did I misunderstand? Oh, absolutely. So what we want teachers to do, we got a little off track, but what we want teachers to do is leave the union, save $1,100 a year. You can get your insurance and your lawyer elsewhere. What we're doing in California is we're going to local union sites and we're going to encourage local union sites to be certified, get away from the national union, put collective bargaining representatives in the local sites that are actual lawyers that care about teachers and parents, right? And we're yeah. going to support teachers. They don't need the union. They think they've been brainwashing the thinking they do. But it, so, so my point is, is that join California Parents Union and you will stay in touch as to what the calls to action are. Back to your original question, there's nothing going on right now that parents need to worry about at this minute. And I want, this is a very important point, Matt. There are other groups out there that I will not name that fear monger to get people to donate and get people to do things. I, I really upsets me because we only have so many, so much money, so much emotional energy. I want to be very careful about our messaging as to what we say, okay, here's a call to action. Just so you know who's running California Parents Union, that's our mindset. So when you're looking, please look beyond the fluff in the front and look behind what's really going on. Let me give you one example. There, there's a event early January about the COVID jab. Here's the problem with that. There's no COVID jab bill. Why are, you, why are we going to talk about it? And there's been some goading of Governor Newsom based on his statement that he would add the jab to the requirement to go to school in July 2023. That statement was made in October 2021. The problem is it's under federal mm. law. It's illegal to enter a child into a medical trial. So the California legislature, until there's an FDA approved jab, they cannot add it to any schedule. It, it would violate federal law. 
so interesting because i i myself have been concerned about that i've i've heard that stuff and and that would be like the final shoe to drop for us here in california so you're saying that's not on the table it's not on the table so but where is that a distraction yes, method? think of okay but matt like people so do you remember the asic vote do you remember that no we're cdc okay so this is a national issue for your mm. national audience cdc has this committee called ASIC, A-S-I-C. And some national groups, I don't know who they are, did a call to action. Go say not to add the jab to the schedule for the CDC. Go, go, go. It blew up in California. And everybody was freaking out that there was an FDA-approved jab. Like you said, there was a short attention span. And they started writing and, oh my gosh, we've got to have it not add to the schedule. And all of us are going, wait a minute. It's, it's, already on the schedule since February 2021. Why is everybody freaking out? That's great to communicate to the CDC that you don't want it. Right. I was was one of those. Yeah. I I, I emailed that. Yeah. I got crying, sobbing parents. Oh my God. You know, there's nothing. It's already on the schedule. There's no FDA approved job. So you have to be very careful about your message. So the CDC is already recommending it, but it's not FDA approved. So it cannot be enforced. It's just the basic concept is under federal law, there's some statutes. It is illegal to enter a child into a medical trial without a benefit. And even then you have to prove that entering them into the medical trial would be more beneficial than say something else like ivermectin. So that's the state of the law. Okay. I know lots of laws are broken. Exactly. They've not followed. They've not followed any laws to this point <laughs> i know but we have we are a nation of, nation of laws we have to respect that's a federal law and you have to understand the concept the federal trump state so if the state tries to mandate a non-fda approved job that and force kids to get it before we're in a school that's the equivalent of forcing them to enter themselves into a medical trial you can't do okay. it you will have a federal challenge so fast that if I well this this is great news i will do it this is great news. So you're saying this is not going to happen, at least not right now. It's a distraction technique to take away from these other things they're trying to get through, which you believe are the things related to the LGBTQ. Yes. That's what that's where the focus should be right now. All right. So on on that, like one thing I find very sneaky and disingenuous that they do is like just for example, in our school district, this happened yesterday, actually. My wife told me this in bed. She loves her little uh uh mother son dance that she has every year with our kids. She loves it. School canceled it and they canceled it based on not. And and she was coming to me with, okay, I kind of get it. She was being relatable. She's like, I get it because not every family has a mom, right? So they're canceling the mother son dance. They're canceling the father daughter dance because there's some families don't have a mom or a dad. So someone's not included. So this seems to me to be one of those things that falls under the LG btq2a plus backwards z umbrella that they try to bring in to seem compassionate but there's nothing compassionate about it because everybody wants that fucking dance now they can't have it they could just make an exception for you know the one or two families it affects instead of canceling it for everybody right it's kind of like the same thing with the bathroom you know how how many how many kids how many transgender kids are there that actually want to use these other bathrooms why not just build another bathroom? Seriously. Everything is covert and, and seems to damage the large majority of the population. There's okay. So that's exactly their agenda. And I'll tell you, remind me where you're located now. I forget. 
We're in Redondo Beach. Okay, so Redondo. So over here in Santa Cruz, there's an organization called Safe Schools Project. And they have held a seminar promoted by my school district. And I, you know, I pushed back on all of this, lost it. But one of the things that was there at that seminar was an administrative class. Okay. So teachers and principals could go to this. And basically what they said is, we're going to quietly behind the parents' backs when nobody's really looking, don't use mom and dad, don't use boy and girl, and make sure you're quiet and you're behind their backs so they're not looking. They're actively trying to change the culture. And that's just one organization that I know of. And if you go to the CVE website, you can see more organizations like that. That same organization, Safe Schools Project, I went to the Puberty Blocker Conference. Okay, And this doctor stood up in front of the room. And and I won't tell you the whole thing, but one of the things she said was, well, I'm not going to use gender triggering words. I'm just going to call them bodies with testicles bodies with testosterone, right? So yes, what what your wife and you have to do in Redondo, and I mean, I don't know if it's going to work, but you have to push back on that. In Carmel, over here at Little River School, they tried to do the same thing. Our superintendent has pronouns. He's woke. He's trying to change the culture and all of the parents think he needs to go. And he tried to do that. And And the principal at the school said, no, we are keeping it. We're keeping yeah. that dance. And I was in a meeting. Good. You know what he did? You know what he said? He said, well, if you don't have a mom and you have two dads, then let's do the the dad-son dance. Make your own dance. You're more than welcome to go to the PTA if you don't have money, ask for money, make your own dance. Yeah. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. We don't need to ruin it for everybody. And yeah, it's, you, you know, all this stuff is concerning and I was not concerned at first. It all seemed kind of silly, but it's getting more and more concerning with each thing that comes along. Um, like when my, when my son told me that all the girls in his school identify as other, except for five girls, that that's what was the first alarm bell. Like it's become so popular that it's literally every girl he knows the, but now the thing that's getting really creepy to me, the thing that concerns me the most is the way that they are now trying to normalize pedophilia. And I never thought I would see that in my life. It's, it's, but it's happening. Super creepy, right? You got the former head of uh, safety at Twitter, Yoel Roth. This creep once tweeted that he tweeted, when is it okay? Or at what point is it okay for children to consent to sex with their teachers? Like that's an actual question that oh, the head really? of Twitter is. Yes. I haven't seen that. Holy yeah, God. yeah, yeah. I mean, we've, we've got kids libraries filled with like pornographic materials. We've got transgender striptease shows for the kids, the genderless bathrooms. Then you got this Balenciaga stuff that just came out. Like, who is it? Like, I don't know a single parent who's okay with pedophilia. So where is this coming from? Who thinks this is a good idea to normalize pedophilia? So, you know, Matt, I asked, okay, so the the Chicago butt plug and dildo distribution story in Project Veritas. You heard about that, right? Yeah. It's just okay. Here you say that's funny. So no, so that's a that's a Chicago school. My husband, when he was in graduate school, he did like a a case study on it. And he and I asked him, I said, in what planet is because I was hearing through the grapevine from people who knew people because one of my clients was on Project Veritas and it went viral. So I'm starting to talk to those people. So I'm hearing through the grapevine that the parents in that school are mostly okay with it. And so that's that sparked a conversation. Well, that's a big problem right there. Okay. Right. So sparked a conversation with my husband because he's a principal, 22 year educator. I said, in what planet does any parent think 
distributing butt plugs and dildos to fourth graders is okay. Like, what kind of delusional mind is that? And he said, well, and he plays devil's advocate. He's funny. He's so funny. It's like, you know, well, we want to be inclusive of, of those who like dildos and those who like butt plugs. And, you know, we want to be inclusive of those who, who make sure that there's equity for people who like to do it with younger children, you know? Right. Literally, well, there's the, there's the problem that literally that's... it's delusion, Matt. Yes. Parents are child abusers. If they're letting that happen. Yes. You're sexualizing a four year fourth grader. Yes. Gross. Yes. It's gross. It's right. Look, I, I've always been of the opinion. And I am still of this opinion. Okay. That pedophiles, uh, it's probably not their fault. They were probably molested when they were kids. Most likely. I think that's where most nature pedophilia is nurture nature yeah. versus nurture debate. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think that's where most of it comes from. They were diddled as kids. The answer to a diddled kid who wants to diddle more kids is not to normalize the diddling of kids. It's to stop that guy from diddling more kids and wipe it out with that generation. Amen. Right. Like Amen. we can become, we can be compassionate about these people. Yes. You're you're a damaged person. Your your uncle probably did something creepy to you. I feel bad for you. Let's get you some help. We can feel bad for you and we can be empathetic towards you without saying, but you know, feel free to go touch my kid. Right? Uh, like, isn't know, that common sense? Yeah, and, and uh what is it? Minor attracted is yes, a new term. That's, that's the term. That's, that's just abhorrent. You know, I have to tell you, there's um there are organizations that are run by people that are sexually abused and they're fierce protectors of children because what they, their like heart and soul goal is to stop the cycle of abuse. Absolutely. We should yes, stop, stop the cycle, the of, cycle abuse. of abuse. Yes. Yeah. Instead of passing out butt plugs and dildos. I mean, yes. Have you heard about the Trevor project? What that's turned out to be? Uh, you, you mentioned that in, in the note to me, but I, I thought the Trevor project was just to uh, help teens not kill themselves gay teens like help them with abuse and not kill themselves you said you wanted to talk about that so what's going on there well you're you're on the surface there okay so first thing you go to the trevorproject.org you try to sign up you have to be a certain age so i tried to do it and i got the wrong age i have to use a different computer so i haven't done it yet but um i don't know if you saw there was an epoch times article about what's really in there and basically a chat room for pedophiles so Mm. the first thing that happens when you get there is is it says click three times to shut this site down. So what's the point of that? Well, if you're looking at purity blockers and butt plugs and you know cum shots on your face, which is what's talked about in there with minors, mm-hmm. you can click three times if your mom walks up oh, behind you and sees it. Right? Really? These are that the instructions on the website. Click three times. Wow. Yeah, I could show you. I, if I had prepared, I could show you a PowerPoint that shows it um, here. But yeah, I believe you. And and the other thing that's that's really creepy is you might know understand this, but it, they can people can sign up. They're over eighteen. They identify as littles. They go hang out in the chat room with the kids, and then they can lure them off through like an Xbox thing. They lure them off the chat room into wherever else the Xbox thing goes. I don't know the technology well enough. That's happening. So it's it's Tinder for pedophiles and kids. Totally. Is what it sounds like. It's turned into a chat room for pedophiles. It's disgusting. And big, big, big names supported it. Um, it's linked off my. Well, school. you know all the all the stuff from back in the day with uh, you know the the PizzaGate conspiracies and all that. It was all wacky and nutty, right? Not but wacky. It, 
but what that's it's real that i mean the whole thing with the the pizza parlor and what was going but they were in the ballpark of something very nefarious that seems to be happening. We had the Epstein exposed and there's a lot, seems to be a lot of this in government. What we learned from Hunter Biden's laptop, we already know about Bill Clinton. Uh, I wouldn't wait, be wait, surprised if Donald Trump crack with hookers and Clinton was Monica Lewinsky was over 18. I don't care what those guys do. Well, they went for my kids. Right. But there was, there was stuff on there about Hunter and, and Joe, but they called uh, Joe Biden, uh, pedo joe stuff like that i mean there's just a lot of creepy stuff i don't know what's true and what's not true i'm just saying there's a lot of creepy stuff floating around out there that is actually factual um so they they were in the ballpark these these loony conspiracy nuts were in the ballpark of something very bad that's going on in society as it seems like Almost every conspiracy thing I've heard in the last 20 years has turned out to be at least partially true. true. Yeah. It really yeah. makes you wonder about everything that, that you hear on TV, like literally every single thing. Well, so what you're saying is so overwhelming. It makes people shut down, Matt. So that's why what California Parents Union is trying to do is focus on one thing, is going out Good idea. the one evil thing. Yes. And we all, I mean... I don't want anybody who's a good teachers union person to, to feel bad. Okay. I, I want to be very careful because if you're connected to them, but I want you to send the message that you're contributing to demonic forces. They don't use the money that you pay or the energy that you give for good. Now, yes, there's a rare situation where they've saved you, but you are financially supporting a demonic organization that does not care about our children. They do not care. Yeah. And I, I encourage you, I'll give you Gary's They don't even care about the teachers, though. <laughs> no, they don't. Like, what is it? Okay, so, so doing my research and trying to form this union, I have a 30-year teacher PhD who builds organizations backing me. He's, he's doing research and he's helping me. And I'm interviewing teachers. I'm working with um, people who are in the union. And one of the stories that I heard was this, this teacher, it's a little town somewhere in San Luis Obispo County went on the radio and said something against the school district and the teacher unions. Just went on the radio. The three thugs showed up the next day to her classroom and, and demanded that she go back on the radio and retract whatever it is she said. It scared her so much to quit her job. Now, when you say three thugs. Thugs what, from the teacher's union. Right. But what do you mean by thugs? Just like guys in suits well, or like they're making threats or what? reps acting mm-hmm. like thugs, walking in the door going, you, my dear, are going to go retract what you said. And they represent the teachers' unions. That's mm. not supporting a teacher. What happened no. to free speech? Well, free speech is dead. That's that's a whole other topic. But it's dead. It doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> the First Amendment is still there. But but that mm. I mean, I Matt, I hear story after story after story. And again, go to Instagram, California Parents Union underscore in between the words. Go watch Rebecca Friedrich's speech. It's a couple of posts ago. She's got blonde hair. Go watch it. I'm serious. You will okay. be blown away. Blown away what they do. Absolutely. So, yeah. so that the the one thing you're focused on when because you, you say one thing, the one thing you're focused on is defeating the teachers' union. That's where you want to focus. Let's not get distracted with all the other stuff. Let's defeat the teachers' unions, and the rest of our problems will kind of fall into place. Is that your theory? Because they're behind everything bad. Everything yeah. bad. They're behind it. And again, you have to go listen to Rebecca's speech. I'm going to make you go listen to Rebecca's speech. She's so powerful and amazing. And she's gonna. She took on Goliath. Her and about 10 teachers took a case all the way to the Supreme Court. And teachers don't make a lot of money. 
And she won the ability for people to leave the union. That seems to be the one hope for America is, I mean, because it's starting to feel like hope is lost, quite honestly. But the one hope seems to be the legal system. Like there's still that um, catch in there. And the legal system seems to still have enough rational judges who do care about the law that things are, when you take them that far, some of the time they're falling in our favor. Yes, right? they're not in California. <laughs> no, not in California. <laughs> not in California. I'm, I am losing faith in the California justice system. My, it, remember, I don't know if you remember, but I had a case in Santa Monica uh, about where that the mask guidance, the um, quarantine guidance, all the CDPH guidance was only a recommendation, not a law, not a mandate, because it didn't go through the Administrative Procedures Act. Yeah, mm-hmm. I and do remember federal case about mass off airplanes on the same issue of the administrative procedures act a righteous case righteous i filed a petition in january the judge after a couple things the judge puts the hearing in june and puts it in september by the time we get to september he declares it to be moot which is the one that put in september completely lost faith i mean he kicked the entire case that was unbelievable we had a federal case on the same ruling so I, but I'll tell you, so, so now what we need to do, absolutely not comply. And I think people yeah. should consider one step further, exit the public school system. Yeah. Let's talk about schools. that. But let's talk about that. But first, yeah, not comply. Let's talk about that because um, that's what we wanted the last time around. There was just not enough California parents willing to do that to make a difference. It was sad. Like we we got the word out here on the show, but we got the word out with our friends. Our friends were just not down with it. Like people were just not down with disobeying. I think the vibe is different. I think there's a chance they do try to bring back mask mandates. I really think they might do that like in January after winter break. And I don't think people are going to comply this time. There's a different vibe now. Even my kid who is a scaredy cat follows every single rule ever of all time. He's like, I'm not wearing it this time. So I think it'll be different this time. Do you think they are going to attempt to bring back mask mandates? Is there, is there that possibility in your mind? Well, I think they're trying. I think they're concerned about compliance. Actually. I think we're kind of like in the stalemate. That's my sense. You're hearing about what's going on in LA. They're, thinking about bringing it back. I yeah. heard they're thinking about bringing it back in San Francisco. Uh, I just, I, I think if they wanted to, they wouldn't. I'm a little, cause we're already into the flu six season. Yeah. I think they're a little afraid of the outer. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I think they want to bring it back and they would bring it back if they thought they could bring it back and people would follow, but they know they don't have, you know, they don't have the gunpowder to enforce it and they don't want to look like assholes so if they think people aren't going to follow they're not going to do it i think that's well, how it's playing yeah, out you have to understand that i'm connected to groups nationally i'm going to amfest do you know what that is america fest going to what sorry amfest america no. fest over in phoenix on the 17th through the 20th i'm flying out there mom army gavel project tpusa there are national organizations if we have a situation where people need help California Parents Union can activate people to go there and help. So if there's only three in your, your, you know, I have like, I think we're up to 30 parents in Carmel. I'm deep in blue territory. We lost yeah. all our school board races. The superintendent, we're trying to get him fired. It's just too blue. It's too blue. Yeah. But if I really, really need to, 
I could activate groups nationally and people will fly in and help. So remember that. Okay. Because it is, because when the situation, it's like kind of like lawyers search for their perfect plaintiff before they file suit. Yeah. We would search. We, you need to tell me, come Tracy, the CaliforniaParentUnion.com. There's a situation where you need massive help. We need to get on it. I, okay. Mom Army is behind the Balenciaga protests across the state. Mm-hmm. They did that. They don't have a giant army. They did they activated their chapter leaders who activated people. And it's like probably five people in every area. So it doesn't, I mean, we can, we can do this together if you communicate that. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to join the union as soon as I get off here because that's an awesome idea. And I'm, I'm glad you started that. Um, yeah. The Balenciaga stuff and the way that what cracked me up about that is celebrities who are so uh, quick to jump on every freaking cause of all time, just completely stay clear of this one. They've never even heard of it. It's wild. And it really shows how fraudulent this town is, how fraudulent Hollywood is. Like they don't care about anything except their image and making money. And what they saw here was no opportunity for either one of those, which is strange because it should be, you would think that standing up for children would be an opportunity to boost your image. Well, just like you said, there are good teachers in the union. Have you heard of Hollywood for Freedom? Yes. Yes. I follow them. Yeah. I just went to one of their parties over in, um, they are amazing people like Tatum, Siaka Masakoy. I'm not a celebrity person. I don't, I'm an idiot when it comes to that stuff, but they're, they're, they're getting, I think they're about 400 people now. Yeah. So not all of Hollywood, but, but to your point, a lot of Hollywood people, you saw what happened to, was it Gay? What's his name? Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're, they came after him. Uh-huh. came after him who wants to endure that like right. chloe the little 18 year old girl bring it on come after me i'm not scared but people don't want to do that that's why they they stay yep. afraid yeah so, well yeah. you know it's like in the when was it the 60s or whatever with uh com- the communism scare uh everybody in hollywood was afraid to speak out over that because the, their careers would be ruined it's the same thing now with this if you if you do anything in hollywood to speak out against the the lgbtq you're, there's a good chance your career is ruined. The crazy thing is the really wild trick that they did is they somehow lumped in pedophilia with LGBTQ, which I don't think any, I know a lot of gay and lesbians, right? I live in California. I know a lot of them. Yep. None of them are pedophiles and none of them identify with people who are pedophiles. So how they, how these people cleverly got themselves under that protective umbrella is fucking bizarre. Well, that's why people like Gays Against Groomers and Lincoln Republican, Lincoln Law Republicans have yeah. risen up in popularity. Yeah. And you know what was really powerful to me? Because I know Mario, who's our California guy. What he said to me, he's like, Tracy, uh, if you take away the words boy and girl, you take away my identity. Because I'm boy on boy love. If there's yeah. no such thing as boy, <laughs> I know right. it's really logical. <laughs> you know, I love it. Yeah, no, none of them... It's, it's a sick and twisted. My husband explains it like this. He said, over the last 20 years, we've been growing up woke leftists in our universities. Mm-hmm. That's what's been happening. And we've been oblivious. And, and by the grace of God, my daughter's fine. She's 17 and she's fine. But they now are running our country. I mean, they literally believe that making all- It was a good move by them. They took over the universities first and they indoctrinated a- two generations of people. Yeah. And now they're running the country and they're, they're really powerful. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I mean, I, that's why 
I need people to consider taking their kids out of public school. I can't because mine's 17. Well, let me ask you about that. I agree with you. I feel like we should take our kids out of public school. Um, But in California specifically, but really the whole country, if you have two working parents, how do you do that? How do you take your kids out of school and educate them and work? Is it possible? Are there groups for this? Yes. Help us out. Okay. So Sam Gallucci is starting Revive Academies. He is going to create situations where where he you find teachers, you find parents, and then you go to churches and you think, we have one little school room and you teach the kids. And what the part that was hard for me to grasp is how am I, who is am not a teacher, who only know, like, I'm not qualified to teach math or history. How am I going to teach my kid? You don't do it like that. You you find their passion. Say they want to be a photographer and you find somebody who's a photography expert and you, you put those two together, right? You bring the community together to teach the kids. They, are they really learning math and history and English in schools? I a don't little. know anymore. A, a little. little. Yeah. yeah. So, so the I mean, you can do it better outside of school, which yeah. is the part that I really couldn't understand. So Revive Academies, um, I think they're b- building up their website, but in California Parents Union, in the membership lounge is homeschooling resources. There's a woman there, Emily Jones, who does homeschooling 101. Mm-hmm. And she goes through everything for you. So you can get a sense, oh, this is how I can make it work. And Revive Academy, she's partnering with them. They're going to try to take this national. They're going to start with California. They're going to take it national where they're going to create, help you create little pods of schools. Yeah, it's, that it's, would be tremendous. You have to start with just the basics. So you can first get over all your hurdles. Oh, I need it. school for a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, you know. All of those things. You got to yeah. start with one homeschooling 101 and then your mind will expand. Here locally, there's a huge coalition of homeschoolers and they take the kids on field trips and yeah. these kids are normal and happy. It's awesome. Well, yeah, all the charter schools I know in the area, they're so much better than the the public schools. So that's it's along that lines of thinking. One thing the Libertarian Party has been trying to do out here in California for a long time, and we just failed in the most recent election, is uh, defund the schools. You know, what is it uh, uh, where the money follows the kids? Oh, the school, school choice. School, school choice. choice. Thank you. Yeah. That would fix the problem for a lot of people, because if you pull your kid out of school, you got in California, it's like $14,000 that you can do with as you choose to educate them. That fixes it. Now you can get a tutor. Now you can find three other friends and you can have a classroom for your eight kids where they're getting 10 times the education. Problem is, you know, you're really going to be fighting the teachers union to make that happen. Right. There's a lot of money on the table for that. Part of why that failed was because a faction broke off of the original campaign and competed. What do you mean? Well, there was a group of people who started the whole school choice petition and, and a part of them broke off and did their own one. Right. So you had two petitions and people got confused. That's dumb. And I, I'm not going to speculate as to why, but I have some theories as to why, Um, you know, the other problem we have is the election fraud. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. We, uh, what I worked with a lot of people who ran campaigns and the numbers started to look the same, like 32, 64, 30, all over the state. I mean, there's just rampant fraud. And until we solve that root problem, I don't know how we get anything like school choice. That's a good point. That's a good point because I don't, I I actually don't think that is solvable. My my solution is don't vote. Just go burn something down. 
I don't think you can fix elections but, in the state. I really don't. Florida did. Now, I know in California we're screwed now. Yes. Florida did it. Do you see how it was yeah. inside? Right. It's their elections. Yes. No. But that has to be that that can't you can't fix an election with the voters. You need somebody inside fixing the elections. So you got to get the right guy in there to fix the elections. But how do you get the right guy in there when the elections are broke? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So. And I can, we can go on and on and on. And on. But yeah, yeah, but I do have a hard stop at four. Okay. Yeah, actually I do too. And it's three fifty-eight. So yeah, I get, we got a uh, basketball practice that I can leave for in oh, two minutes. You? Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, one more, tell everybody California parents union where to find it. Californiaparentsunion.com. And please go to my Instagram, please. And watch California underscore parents underscore union. Watch Rebecca Friedrich's speech. It starts out with my face and then it quickly turns around to her. It's about 45 minutes long and I promise you won't regret it. Excellent. And give it to every teacher you know to listen to. And happy holidays, Matt. It's Absolutely. Really nice to see you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. We're, Merry we're doing it again soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.